does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the month of July. Your summer's rolling along. I'm Matt Taylor. Good to be with you. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Matt Taylor here, voice of the Indianapolis Colts. We just talked some IndyCar with Marshall Pruitt. Coming up later tonight, we're with you until midnight Eastern. We'll talk some Cincinnati Reds, my favorite baseball team. We've got a lot coming up with the Indianapolis Colts as well. But it's time now for a sports update, a Network Indiana, Indiana Sports Talk update. Here is Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Matt. It's been a fun one so far. It's nice to be alongside you and Parker Webster, our producer tonight here in downtown Indianapolis. Some Major League Baseball going on right now out in Colorado. It's game two of three between the Tigers and the Rockies. Yesterday, the Rockies took game one, eight to five. They're in the bottom of the third right now, and neither team has registered a hit. Both teams do have, or neither team has registered a run. Both teams have had so no perfect game opportunity for either pitcher in this one. St. Louis Cardinals, New York Yankees, game two of the doubleheader. In game number one, it was all Cardinals 11-4 to was the final score. Every starter but Jordan Walker for the Cardinals had a hit in the first game. Paul Goldschmidt had four RBIs. He had a home run. Nolan Gorman hit a home run. And a total of six Cardinal hitters registered an RBI in the win. Jack Flaherty went six innings, picked up his fifth win on the season. That was game one. Game two right now. They're in the bottom of the fifth. 3-2 right now. Advantage Yankees. They scored in the first two innings to the Yankees. One at the top of the first. Two in the top of the second. The Cardinals did answer in the bottom of the first with one run of their own. Lars Newtbar hit a solo home run. Their next run did not come until the third. Right now, Paul Goldschmidt is on first base with nobody out. And up at the plate right now for the Redbirds is Nolan Gorman with no outs in the bottom of the fifth inning. Chicago Cubs and the Cleveland Guardians. That game has just started from Chicago. Marcus Stroman on the mound for the Cubs. Their ace of their rotation. He's been sensational so far this year for the Cubbies. He's got one out already and Taylor Bibby gets a start for the visiting Guardians. Yesterday the Cubs slaughtered the Guardians in game one of the series. 10 to 1. Earlier today, the San Diego Padres put up a dozen on the Cincinnati Reds in their 12 to 5 win over the Reds. And what's more impressive is that 11 of those 12 runs came in a three inning span. They got four runs in the sixth, uh, five runs in the seventh, two runs in the eighth inning. And it was their big trio doing most of the damage. Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, and Manny Machado drove in 10 of the 12 runs. For San Diego, Machado had two home runs. Juan Soto had one of his own. Michael Waka went five innings, picked up his eighth win for the Padres, who are 38 and 45. The Reds dropped to 44 and 39, and they're tied for first in the National League Central Division with the Milwaukee Brewers since the Brewers won today. Chicago White Sox in the Oakland Athletics. This had to go into extra innings. This was out in Oakland. Six. Runs for the White Sox, but was not enough as the Athletics scored the Ghost Runner in the bottom of the 10th to win 7-6. to six. The White Sox were unable to score in the top of the 10th with the Ghost Runner on second base. And that is because Yasmani Grandal struck out 
and then a couple outs right after that. Ben Benintendi ended the game with the strikeout of his own right of the swinging variety. Luis Robert, his terrific season continued today for Chicago. He was three for five, and he scored twice for Chicago. The White Sox are now 36 and 49. The Athletics improved to 23 and 62. Minor League Baseball, the Lake County Captains defeat the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. They score two runs in the bottom of the eighth to take that 5-3 to three win of Fort Wayne. Now a game under 500 at 36 and 37. The Captains are 33 and 39. This series will wrap up tomorrow. And Louisville, it's the Bats and the Indians. They're in the top of the eighth inning. Advantage Louisville right now 8-7, although the Tribe did just score five runs in the top half of the seventh inning. And the Beloit Skycart, they topped the South Bend Cubs 6-5. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. This is... Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Matt Taylor in for Bob Lovell tonight on a Saturday night. Thanks for joining in with you until midnight Eastern time tonight. And it is July 1st. The 4th of July is coming up on Tuesday. Football is going to heat up in a few weeks. But right now, it's all about racing and baseball. And for me, baseball is fun again. That's because I am the biggest Cincinnati Reds fan that I know. And the Reds are good. Good. We watch, we listen to every game, and man, has the last month been fun down in the Queen City. The Reds sit in first place at the halfway point of the season. Going into the weekend, they're taking on the Padres. They won in walk-off fashion on Friday night. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Yes, they did. They won, a, they won on Friday night, but they fell to the Padres today. Final score today was 12-5, to 5, so the Reds looking to win that uh, series on Sunday. With the rubber match coming up uh, tomorrow against the Padres down in Cincinnati. Packed houses at Great American Ballpark, man. It is fun to watch some baseball. It is fun to have the Reds back into prominence and in contention uh, here at the halfway point of the Major League Baseball season. And uh, we'll talk with Charlie Clifford a little bit later on tonight from NBC5 down in Cincinnati. But uh, I thought we would do something a little bit creative. Is it a little bit cheesy? Yes, of course it is. But that's what we do in the summertime. Uh, we, we try to uh, get a little, a little bit creative uh, here in the doldrums of summertime before training camp starts when you're talking about NFL and the Colts. But, you know, with the 4th of July coming up on Tuesday, July 4th on Tuesday, I thought it would be fun to take a little bit of a, uh, a play on words or a play on concepts with fireworks okay who is going to provide fireworks for the colts in two, uh, 2023 in all three different phases okay so when you're talking about fireworks on offense for the colts next year where is that going to come from who's going to provide a pop who's going to provide a spark and the first guy that obviously comes to mind firework wise for the colts on this fourth of july it's got to be number 28 it's jonathan taylor and I said back in the draft, as soon as Anthony Richardson was drafted, the player that has the chance to benefit the most because of that is Jonathan Taylor, because teams are going to have to game plan for him, but they're also going to have to game plan for Richardson and the running game to make sure that he just doesn't run wild with his freak 
athletic ability. And Shane Steichen's going to have some chances to put defenses into some lose-lose situations, right? When you talk about RPOs on offense, if a defender guesses wrong on a Richardson-Taylor RPO, good luck trying to stop either one. If you're a defensive end on the opposite side of a Jonathan Taylor, Anthony Richardson offensive backfield, you better be incredibly disciplined and you cannot pinch, you cannot take chances because either one of those guys can burn you. That duo is going to be hugely impactful too in the passing game when it comes to play action, which should open up some throwing windows for Richardson as a rookie quarterback. And kind of a tangent here, that for, for Jonathan Taylor, that should really be the main selling point for him in his new contract, whether that comes this offseason or next offseason, hitching his ride to Richardson could be huge for the Colts and really important for the development of a rookie quarterback like Anthony Richardson. But Jonathan Taylor uh, and Richardson together, those two uh, guys in the offensive backfield should lighten the box, help keep defenses more disciplined. You shouldn't see nearly as many blitzes, Uh, and stunts because Richardson and Taylor, arguably the two most athletic players on the team, sharing the same backfield at the same time. Hopefully that'll help the uh, the offensive line. Hopefully it'll keep defenses, like I said, a little bit more disciplined. Last year with Matt Ryan back there and Sam Ellinger, Nick Foles, you had a ton of blitzes, a lot of line stunts, a lot of twists, Uh, And that was kind of blood in the water for the offensive line. They couldn't stop any of that. And teams were going to continue to do that until the Colts shut off that leaky faucet. That never happened. And hopefully with a guy like Anthony Richardson in the offensive backfield, uh, that will obviously keep defenses a little bit more honest and a little bit more disciplined and quite frankly, a little bit more vanilla to help Richardson and Taylor in the running game. All right, defensive fireworks, too. I think that's Samson Abacom. I know we're kind of up against it in terms of a break, but I think the fireworks on defense come from Samson Abacom, who the Colts prioritize in free agency pretty heavily coming over from the 49ers from his defensive end position. He had 48 pressures last year. I think overall he can be a more impactful player than Yannick Ngakwe last year in terms of sacks, pressures, play in the run. So I like Jonathan Taylor. I like Samson Ebicom on defense for the Indianapolis Colts, providing the fireworks on this 4th of July going in to 2023. We're going to get back into baseball. Charlie Clifford talks Reds when we come back right after this on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Qualifications today for the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio. And if you're curious of what the track name is, it's the Mid-Ohio Sports car course and Colton Herta he was P1 in the most recent race for the NCT IndyCar series he is now back to back P1 he will start on pole and as the NCT IndyCar series Twitter handle put it Colton Herta is at it again uh, with the fastest lap speed of 122.589 miles per hour. Graham Rahal will start second his speed was 122.509 Pretty close margin of victory there for Colton Hurd in terms of starting on the pole. Kyle Kirkwood will start third. Alex Pillow, who is currently running away with the series, he's got a 74-point advantage over Marcus Erickson. Pillow will start fourth. Christian Lungard fifth. Scott Dixon will start sixth. And that is your 
Firestone Fast 6 for tomorrow's race. You can watch this one on Peacock along with the USA Network. Green Flag will drop tomorrow at 1.30. And, of course, you can listen on the IndyCar Radio Network. Major League Baseball, top of the second inning in Chicago between the Cubs and the Cleveland Guardians. Two outs, neither team has scored. Cleveland up at the dish. Neither team has a hit through. One inning and two outs into the top of the second. That game is airing on Fox. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Seven to five. Let's welcome in our good friend Charlie Clifford from NBC5 down in Cincinnati and formerly of Wish TV in Indianapolis, our good buddy. Charlie, good to have you back on. Sir, how have you been? No, Matt, great to be on here tonight. And I, you know, we had sat and gotten to know each other pretty well. I didn't know the whole Reds piece. I guess oh, yeah. we didn't have much to talk about the last few years yeah it, but, it, uh, didn't, it didn't come up from 2013 to 2022 funny how that yeah. works right <laughs> you know a, a few olympics in there that things weren't going so well right. but now it's it's back on the rails and i'm with you i mean look i showed up late april steam was in last place i can remember the first day working here at channel five and you know we were they oh do we put the reds ahead of this story or do they go last and you know basically oh you know I know you're new, but you know everyone's kind of off the bandwagon since the owner made the comments about where are you going to go, right, and right. it's just not a good situation. Well, here you are, you know, two months later, and you have outside of the Arizona Diamondbacks, you know, it's one of the top two stories in the National League, and an organic assembly of young, exciting position players that go with a pitching staff that's been able to do enough mm-hmm. to command now you know one of the top spots in the National League Central and I, I'm with you know I think the forecast here is they're going to be in this thing till the end no one in the NL Central I think is going to run away with it whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. And that's a, I'm sure you're nodding your head. It's a beautiful thing for Reds fans. No the doubt. fact that you're, you're going to be in it into the fall. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be so fun. This series last weekend against Atlanta was incredible. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it, not even being there, just being able to watch the images and the pictures through, through the television screen. I, mean, I was just going crazy and, and, and just watching at bats and seeing people behind the backstop in those seats. I mean, that's, <laughs> right, I mean something I as little as that just gives you a lot of energy, gives you a lot of hope. So for me, it started to, I kind of started to sense a turnaround with this group around Memorial Day. Right. They mm-hmm. went into Chicago, swept the Cubs that weekend. That's when my yep. antennas kind of started to go up a little bit. W- when did that happen for you as you follow this team pretty close? No, you're right on it. It was that road trip where they went and got three in Chicago and then almost swept the Red Sox in Boston, took two or three. They've been so good on the road. This team was 29 and 52 away from home last year. They've now won six consecutive road series, first time in 13 years, four games over, overall away from home. I compared it last night on air, Matt, to like when you're back home with your buddies you grew up with, like any road trip right now sounds like a great idea for the Reds. They love being out together. They love just the experience of, you know, being big leaguers who are winning, are having fun David Bell I think is a great 
kind of equilibrium for this group. He is never too high, never too low. The only time you really see him, you know, on either end of the spectrum is when he's going after an umpire. It just really feels like the perfect storm um, because outside of Votto and, uh, you know, I'm trying to think who else would even be on this Casale, but, you know, none of these guys have experienced truly meaningful pressure packed at bats on a nightly basis. And what have they done? They've turned that into the most comeback wins in baseball. I mean, it's really been an outlier. I I think with a young team, you would expect the opposite. Oh, they're, they're good, but late innings, they just can't get the hits with runners on base or the, you know, the bullpen just can't keep it together. Mm -hmm. Been the opposite, you know. Their starting staff's been rocky, and they've been able to figure it out late in games. It's it's just been fun. Yeah, it's Charlie Clifford from NBC Five down in Cincinnati. With that, Charlie, how much how much credit do you give the Reds front office for this stretch of good play? Because again, as mm. a fan, as a hardcore fan, I couldn't really see a plan in place the last <laughs> three years. I mean, really since the pandemic, I thought there was a big time overreaction from the pandemic. I mean, every team obviously was in a bad spot. Uh, yeah. post-COVID, post the 2020 season where no fans could obviously attend games. But I think right. even in, in their wildest dreams of all of these guys that they've brought up this year playing this well, I think even that was out of their strongest predictions. And they they probably obviously were the most convicted about this plan. How much credit should the the front office get for this because of what's happened the last month and a half? Yeah, I mean, most of it, I think, would be the most simple way to answer it. I got to talk to Nick Crawl for the first time about a week and a half ago, and I asked him, you know, what are you most proud about with this group? And he, you know, didn't, A, mention his name once, his own name. He went first with the international scouts, then the guys who scout the NCAA players, then the guys who are looking more at the high school level, and and then all the way up to, you know, plucking some – some utility players like Kevin Newman and and guys who had been in the major leagues as, you know, kind of backups that have really stepped in here. I mean, they've pieced this puzzle together. Obviously it begins with whomever out there found Ellie De La Cruz, Mm -hmm. whoever stood up and said, Hey, Matt McClain, guess what? Throw out the height. This guy has pop. He's an everyday all-star caliber player. Hey, make sure you put Spencer Steer in that deal with Twins. You know, he's he's a legit talent. Jake Fraley, the Mariners gave up on him. No, there's there's plenty of pop in that bat. I mean, a lot of this goes to the eyes. You know, and as you said, it was painful sell-off. So it wasn't like it wasn't like this came without a, a, a lot of pushback when these deals were made. Right. Um, you know, really the kid Marte, who's in AAA now, from what I understand, he was kind of the biggest piece that came back in any of these deals. And heck, he's not even the one who's up here yet. So, um, you know, Nick Crawl's approval rating has never been higher. <laughs> and, you know, now the question is, okay, do you go get a starting pitcher and a reliever before the deadline? Do you just get one? Mm-hmm. Who are you willing to kind of ship off and, and make sure that you can be in it till the, at least the very end and, and hopefully be raising an NL Central Championship banner in October. You know, that's that's now the question. 
So, so w- which of those call-ups have you been most impressed by covering this team on a daily basis, Charlie? Is it Dela Cruz? Is it McLean? Spencer Steer? Who, who, who's your guy that you've been most impressed by? I, I, you know, I'm going with the guy you didn't mention, Andrew Abbott. Yeah. Who's going to go tomorrow in the finale. I mean, this guy has the second lowest DRA of any starting pitcher in Major League history through five starts. He does not have 97, 98-mile-an-hour fastball with some Barry Zito, you know, 12 to six breaker on the left side. He puts the ball in the perfect spots. He works ahead and counts. He doesn't walk people. He doesn't get in his own head. He has been nearly untouchable, uh, you know, through a month here. And heck, if he would have come up six weeks earlier, you would have seen him in Seattle for the all-star game. Um, I think we're going to find out the reserves tomorrow night on Sunday night. All of these guys were just names on paper in, in spring training for me because of what Reds fans had been through the last four or five seasons of 100 loss campaigns. And then all of a sudden, these are guys that you really like. Not only do you like, obviously, the production, but these are guys you can actually get behind. You can root for them. You like their personalities. You like the way that they gel together as a team. And you can finally sense that you know, since the the Brandon Phillips and the Jay Bruce and the yes. uh the you know the Paul Yanish days and the Joey Votto days <laughs> and the Ryan Hannigan, like there's actually a core, there's actually a nucleus that you can see being together for four or five years for the first time in a long time. And with respect to that core, I mean that the ceiling for this one is is much different. Yeah, no doubt about that. The Reds are a resilient bunch. They're in first place in the NL Central here in the month of July. We'll hit the pause button with Charlie Clifford from NBC5. Talk some more Reds baseball with Charlie coming up after this quick timeout. We're back in just a moment. You're listening to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. NBA free agency started yesterday, but the first move the Indiana Pacers made Prior to that, it hasn't been fully completed, though. They have traded Chris Duarte, according to Sham Sharania of the Athletic and Stadium, to the Sacramento Kings for draft compensation. It's unknown what the compensation is at this time. Duarte spent two seasons with the Indiana Pacers playing 101 games and averaging just north of 10 points per game. But last season, he averaged eight per game. The first signing and the only signing as of now in terms of free agents Forward Bruce Brown comes from the Denver Nuggets where he just won a championship with Denver a handful of weeks ago to a two-year contract worth $45 million. That is a team option on the second year. One year will be worth $22 million. The other year will be worth $23 million. That happened last night. And then late, late last night, early this morning, depending on how you view 12:15 a.m. the Pacers and Tyrese Halliburton agreed to a 5-year extension worth up to 260 million dollars a lot of incentives are built into that uh, such as all-star recognition all NBA that's how he can achieve uh, the full 260 million that was early this morning and then today the Indiana Pacers acquired forward Obadiah more commonly known as Obi Toppin from the New York Knicks for two future second round picks. That is from ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. That happened this afternoon. What picks those are have yet to be revealed. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk on Network Indiana. I'm Matt Taylor. Good to be with you. The voice of the Indianapolis Colts filling in for Bob Lovell tonight. 
during his summer hiatus, well-deserved vacation. Colts football is coming back in a few weeks. Training camp at the end of this month as we have officially hit July today, July 1st, July 4th coming up on Tuesday. Hopefully everybody's off to a good start with their holiday weekend. Staying safe too, man. The weather here in central Indiana and really around the state has been pretty gnarly. Uh, the last couple of days. But we're talking some Reds baseball now, again with our good buddy Charlie Clifford from NBC5 in Cincinnati and formerly of Wish TV in Indianapolis. And Charlie, in that first segment, you talked about David Bell, the uh, manager for the Reds. How much credit should he get for this turnaround? The Reds, as we talked about, they're all of a sudden this uh, relentless team with a lot of vigor and this uh, uncanny ability to come back. They lead all of baseball with uh, come-from-behind wins, as we saw on Friday night as well. How much credit should he get for stabilizing the ship here with the Reds? Plenty, because he's you know gone from, oh, my gosh, who am I going to put out there, to now he has to balance. He has he has too many pieces on a nightly basis. You know He, he needs to basically keep everybody happy and keep everybody fresh i think he's done a great job with that with an example will benson who's come in and had the best month of his career um you know Votto and steer and then the infield with you know you know there's likely one too many pieces there right now yeah. potentially but making it work you know he's he's commented the last couple of weeks he played on that mariners team in the early 2000s that i think won 112 games with each row and edgar martinez and just the the firepower that team had and and the circus that that season turned into. And it's, it's, it is a little sliver of that locally because of um, as everything we've mentioned in this conversation, how dormant this franchise was and the pulse of the fan base. Um, You know, he really has gone out multiple times said I've never been around a team like this, even that Mariner team uh, in terms of just the, the, the things going on behind the scenes and the authentic feel of it. So I think when you're, when you're putting this squad up with a a team that didn't ultimately win a world series, but one to that degree, um, again, he's just, he's so cool, calm and collected. You know, I think that's going to bowl well late in the season because it's not going to be this smooth all the way through the fall. There's going to be bumps in the road that I really (laughs) think this, this rotation injuries or you know we're still waiting to see what's going on with hunter green you know they're gonna have to figure a few things out no doubt you know he just feels like the right guy to be at the the wheel of the ship well this is one of the this is i have to imagine this has got to be one of the biggest weekends in cincinnati oh my god in a long time buried the lead here Uh, that's it i mean i was where why aren't you at swift matt taylor (laughs) what I, who, got, that's who, because who has kept Matt in the podcast room <laughs> on West 56th Street? I'm I'm calling right to the highest office in the land. That's it. This, I mean, I was ridiculous. I was at the All Star Game in 2015. I know you got the Padres in town. FC Cincinnati's rolling, and then T Swizzle. Oh. I mean, I just didn't go because there's nowhere to park. I'm with you people, people are parking in Lexington. I'm telling you, this Swift thing. I, you know, I went from earlier in the week. I, mean, I, you know, okay, this is a little much, too. You know what? It is just cool how, you know, this mass of humanity is getting behind something positive, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. never gonna, I'm never gonna knock uh, as my dogs, you know, making some Swift noises over here, <laughs> singing along. I'm never gonna knock when people are, you know, discharged up about something that's 
that's a positive thing. Sure. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a, a devoted Swifty or former colleague, Megan McEwen, who was at wish, you know, she's <laughs> I'm sure in Cincinnati this weekend without me even knowing it, but it's been nuts. You know, Burrow was uh, saying he's not even a big Swift guy, but he may be stopping by. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. the ticket request specifically from, the the Reds wives and the Bengals wives and the FC Cincinnati <laughs> player, you know, they probably have half the suite. So uh, crazy scene. And yeah, to your point too, you know, the soccer club is selling out tonight. They got new England in, they've been uh, in first place most of the season. So as we've said, there's something in the water out here right now, Mayte, and I'm, I'm hoping that yeah. trickles down to, to your squad in the fall. Hopefully like nothing more to see Richardson <laughs> jump right. on the scene and, you know, just make some noise early. hundred percent with that last, last thing with Charlie Clifford from NBC five in Cincinnati. How do you like Cincinnati as a sports town? How, how do you like it compared to Indianapolis? Right? Cause you do have NFL, you've got soccer, you've got baseball, you've got minor league hockey, major college football and basketball. How, how do you like Cincinnati compared to Indy just covering all that it has to offer? You know, it's it's really similar in terms of the passion, Matt. I mean, it's it's diehard stuff, right? I mean, there's it's it's the Midwest. It's you know, obviously the baseball thing is much different here. That's yeah. been the biggest change this summer. Uh, we'll miss the NBA stuff next winter, that's for sure. Um, but college hoops, I mean, that rivalry runs just as bitter between Xavier and UC. That uh, you know with IU and Purdue. So it's, you know, I, I think obviously IU and Purdue from a historical standpoint, you know, we're talking about different levels here with college hoops, just a tad, but it's been so fun. I mean, I, I can't thank everybody for making the new guy feel, yeah. feel welcome. And, um, you know, let's face it, the bangles, the expectations. I mean, it's, it is bangles mania here. You cannot go anywhere without, seeing every fourth person with a jersey or a shirt on and you know that's a credit to another organization that's really circled the wagons and have found mm -hmm. good people and good players and um you know that's that's obviously hard hard to do in the national football league so it's going to be a very interesting fallout no here. Doubt. well I, I bet uh, december 10th is a day you're going to be circling it is colts colts and Bengals <laughs> in cincinnati wait. that's that's a huge barometer game for the colts obviously going up against one of the best teams in the AFC and Charlie will be there. I'll be there. It'll be good to see you. Hope, hopefully uh, get to see you and connect with you before that. But Charlie taking up too much of your time. Thank you so much for it. Have a great holiday weekend coming up and uh, we'll do it again soon. No, cheers, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Have a great summer and I'll be reading and, and listening along at camp. Have a great couple weeks here before it gets going. Indeed. That's Charlie Clifford on the Cincinnati Reds and their resurgence here in 2023. Charlie covering the Reds for NBC5. NBC5 in Cincinnati. That's Charlie Clifford, formerly of Wish TV in Indianapolis. We miss our good buddy Charlie Clifford around here, but he's killing it. Down in the Queen City. Eddie, Eddie Garrison, I know you're a big Cincinnati Reds fan, are you not? I mean, this oh, is yes. this is big-time stuff for us. I mean, this is the first time in over, I don't know, seven or eight years where we can actually, you know, puff our chest out. And, and uh, you know, for me, it's it's Eddie, it's, it's exciting that baseball is back in my everyday life. I love the fact that in the summertime, there's something to look forward to every day. And like I said with Charlie, I'm looking forward to – watching or listening to a game 
and and having baseball be part of my soundtrack and my consumption during the summertime. I love that mm-hmm. the fact that that's back now. Oh yeah, totally agree. I mean, I opened up the year. I want to say. Oh, let's say about the first 30, 35 games. I probably watched about 15 to 20. And then once the youngsters started coming up and they started, you know, producing and they started winning games, I'm like, oh, these guys can play some good baseball and winning baseball. And then you see Ellie De La Cruz, who I think is probably one of the most exciting players that this franchise and fan base has seen since, oh, probably Brandon Phillips and even before that, Barry Larkin. Um, And then you've got Noeve Marte down in AAA right now. He was the more coveted prospect that they acquired last year when they traded Luis Castillo uh, to Seattle. So, I mean, there is the future is certainly bright with this Reds team. uh, And it's just exciting to be able to watch them every single night and not really know uh, what to expect, because the one thing you can expect is them to never quit. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I know they lost today, right? I know they lost today to the, the Padres 12-5, to 5, but, but, but yesterday's game was more the norm then uh then the outlier which is fantastic to say because like i said with charlie you know that that last era of great reds baseball in you know in 2012 and 2013 with jay bruce and joey vado and brandon phillips and zach cozart mm-hmm. i mean that that team won a lot of games but when they played the big boys when they played big games uh, they didn't show up, and they got outclassed. And this Reds baseball team has a, a lot of a lot of relentlessness to them, and they don't seem to be overwhelmed by big moments. So we'll see if that continues here in the second half for the Reds. I know there's a lot of Reds fans here in Central Indiana. We'll get back to some football conversation. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Let's take a look at some of the baseball scores. That are in action right now, starting with the St. Louis Cardinals and the New York Yankees. Still 3-2. to two. They're in the bottom of the eighth out in St. Louis. This is game two of the afternoon night doubleheader, if you will. Game one went to the Cardinals 11-4. to four. Jack Flaherty picked up his fifth win. Paul Goldschmidt hit a home run in that one, and he had three RBIs. All but Jordan Walker of the starters in the lineup had a hit for the Redbirds. Game number two, as I said, Yankees three, Cardinals two. They're in the bottom of the eighth inning. They're in the top of the seventh in Kansas City. The Royals put up five runs in the first inning on the Dodgers, and they haven't scored since, but they're holding on strong. Five to three advantage right now for the Royals over the Dodgers. Bottom of the third. They are in Chicago, the Cubs and the Guardians. It's a 2-0 advantage right now for the Guardians. Both teams have two hits. Amid Rosario had a single that drove in Stephen Quam and Bo Naylor. That's the only scoring in the Guardian side of things. That was in the top half of the third inning. In the bottom of the sixth in Colorado, tied up 0-0 between the Rockies and the Detroit Tigers. And in the top of the third inning right now from L.A., the Angels and the Diamondbacks, they are scoreless as well. Once again, that's in the top of the third. More scores to come at the top of the hour for Network Indiana Sports. I'm Eddie Garrison. This is Indiana Sports Talk on Network Indiana. Good to be with you tonight. I'm Matt Taylor, play-by-play radio voice of the Indianapolis Colts. Here's Coach Steichen on how he felt about the work that was put in by the Colts 
and the foundation that was laid going into training camp later on this summer. You know what? I just thought there was a lot of great intensity, a lot of good energy. You know, you know, obviously it's hard without pads on, um, but just the way the guys were flying around, the fast-paced practices, you know, I like to see that of the guys, good tempo in and out of huddle. Um, I, I, I thought it was a good offseason, and we got to continue that and really carry it and build it into this training camp going forward. A big part of your makeup is accountability. You hold yourself accountable. You hold the coaches accountable, the players. You hold them accountable as well. How have you seen the team overall respond to that part of your personality? Uh, I think it's been good. You know, I think accountability, it doesn't always have to be a bad thing. You know what I mean? When the right. players do do it right, you, you praise them. You know, when it's wrong, something needs to be said. Because I think if you just let the little thing slide over and over again, that's when an avalanche of problems you sure. know, starts to happen. So just staying accountable uh, in the building, outside the building, you know, representing the Colts Shield, representing the National Football League, uh, it's an honor to be a part of it. How about for you? Do you feel like you're settled in? I, mean, I know the last couple of months have been pretty crazy for you. Do you feel like you've established some routines in the way you want to do things? Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, you establish your new routines when training camp comes around, you know, because that's another different deal. So uh, excited, looking forward to the challenge this year, going to battle with these guys, these coaches, these players, front office, the whole entire building, the organization. Uh, it's been tremendous, you know, these last couple months, but really looking forward to the season. All right. With the offense, you, you look at it, Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson, they're splitting time at quarterback with the first team offense. How do you explain their dynamic between those two guys, their teammates? How do you explain just the way they're working together right now? You know what? It's, it's been good to see. It's been really fun to see, actually. You know, Gardner, you know, been in this league for a while, you know, has some experience. And then, you know, Anthony being a young guy, uh, just kind of seeing how Gardner works and how he operates in the meetings, you mm -hmm. know, and on the field, all those different things. Uh, but their bond's been strong. Uh, it'll continue to be strong. Uh, really like where they're at. Where has the game maybe slowed down for Richardson specifically? I think just being around, you know, the, the starting group, the veteran guys, you know what I mean? And once you get out there the first couple of times, it's probably a little fast and then it starts to slow down. And then, you know, obviously being a quarterback in this league, the mental game is huge, you know, and so just really learning the system. You know, once you master the system, that's where it really, really starts to slow down for quarterbacks. And that's the process we're going through with him right now is mastering, you know, the system. And, you know, obviously when we get into training camp, we'll get more reps at certain plays. You know, we're not doing a ton of reps out here in OTAs. Right. Um, we're getting a few here and there. But as long as you can see different looks over and over again, whether it's the same play, but you see five different looks. Well, what if this happens? What if that happens? You put him through all those different things so he knows when it comes time on game time like he can right. see it. What will your message be to him during this time off away from the team as he's with himself what does he need to improve on specifically before camp just keep working studying the playbook more than anything I mean the talents there you know we, we right. saw it out here um, but just keep working on you know watching the tape studying the playbook you know have your time off but really you're not really taking a ton of time off like you got to stay in this playbook you know the best ones always you know even when they go away from summer they got a detailed plan of how they right. need to get that done so when you look at the defense I know you weren't here last year but you know Gus Bradley yeah. very well you watched a lot of this defense on film last year heck you played against them last year can you sense that the defense overall the core players within that unit are are ahead of schedule playing faster in year two in that system yeah I think so I think you know when you're in year two of the same system I think guys are naturally going to play faster um, um, but you can just see how well they're playing together. You know, it's a good group up front. The linebackers, the back end, everyone, the, the way they're playing, having fun, energy. Uh, it's been really fun to see, and I'm looking forward mm -hmm. to watching it and being a part of it this season. Yeah, indeed. And last couple of things, the rookie class. I mean, everybody talks about Anthony Richardson, yeah. who's the headliner of that rookie class. But is the rest of the first-year players, are they on schedule in terms of where you want them to be with the mental side of the game? Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think they're continuing to learn. You know what I mean? It is, it is a 
process, but I do like where all those young guys are at right now. You know, there's some young guys that have made some splash plays, mm -hmm. you know, I hear in OTAs, which is really exciting to see and continue that trend into training camp and let that thing feed into the season. It'll be, it'll be good for us. All right, I know you got to run. Lastly, for you, what, what does the summer look like for you? Will you take any time yeah. with, with the craziness that your last six months have been? Yeah, I'll take, I'll take a little time. I'll probably take about a week and a half, two weeks, go see family, you know, out in California, do that for a little bit, and then I'll be back here in Indy for the last, you know, two and a half <laughs> weeks, just getting situated with the family and kind of exploring Indy and seeing all the things that it has to offer. And, and at the same time, all ball there right. too when I'm back. We're loaded up tonight on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. We're back in just a moment. Welcome back, everybody. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Matt Taylor. Good to be with you tonight, July 1st. Colts training camp coming up later on this month. I'm Matt Taylor, voice of the Indianapolis Colts. Time now to continue to talk some baseball. We talked Reds baseball with Charlie Clifford a little bit earlier. Let's go up north. Let's go up to South Bend and welcome in Brendan King. He is the voice. He is the face. He is all things South Bend Cubs. They came up just short tonight. They fall 6-5 to five to the Beloit Skycar. Brendan, tough game tonight. Looked like South Bend got down early. Uh, they gave up five runs in the first three innings. They came back. They uh, scored a couple runs in the eighth and the ninth to barely lose six to five, but a loss nonetheless. Uh, tell us about the game tonight. Looked like a, a fun, entertaining game up there in South Bend. Matt, thanks for having me. Always great to talk with you, brother, and looking forward especially to seeing you in August over at Grand Park. But yeah, we're actually in Beloit. Uh, on the road trip at ABC Supply Stadium here just on the Illinois border. And yeah, I think you described it well. We saw a good ball game tonight. And, you know, if you're a baseball fan, uh, so that was a spectacular game. 6-5, back and forth. Uh, you know, South Bend within two or three runs the entire game, and they get it to one in the top of the ninth inning. But I think it's the game of the season for our left fielder. His name is Joe Hendrick Pinango, young 21-year-old yeah. lefty from Venezuela. Two bombs, and actually, Matt, the best story of the night, uh, his first bomb came in the second inning, gave us the lead. He robbed a home run over the eight-foot wall in left field to end the bottom of the seventh. And, Matt, he led off the eighth with a solo home run. So he went from robbing it in the seventh to hitting one in the eighth. Great <laughs> game for him. And, yeah, like you said, came up just short. Uh, we left the bases loaded to end the game, so definitely had a shot. But uh, big game coming up tomorrow, and we go into the 4th of July and this series back at home on Tuesday. Indeed. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. 11 uh, players left on base tonight for South Bend. And, uh, yeah, he was three for – Three for five tonight, two home runs, a couple yeah. of RBI. Well, what, 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 is, what is the ceiling for this young man? How, how good do you think he can be uh, watching him and evaluating him on a, on a daily and nightly basis like you do? Well, Matt, he was with South Bend last year as well, and he won a championship with us. So he is repeating high A, which, you know, that's no surprise. He was 20 last year. He's 21 this year. And, man, he's a power bat from the left side. Uh, great great player and you know him repeating high a i think he's gonna round out his game i'll tell you this as i know you're up against it uh he had as many walks as he did last season in the first 30 games this year um so he's learned patience but he's kept with the same power and he's turning into a nice ball player learning some patience for sure indeed that's brendan king he is the voice the face all things 
South Bend Cubs. They fall tonight 6-5 to five to the Beloy Skycar. Brendan, thanks for the time, man. Have a great holiday weekend coming up and uh, 4th of July on Tuesday. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks, mate. Tell you. See you in a couple months. All right. You, indeed, indeed. Brendan King right there. When we come back, we'll dive into some more gridiron and Colts conversation. We'll talk about the most important Colts players for next season, the core Who should be on that list for 2023? That's next on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Matt Taylor.